I'm John Perry. I'm Ted Cupper. And this is Constellation, making the graphic novel. Join us as we build an original science fiction world. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Constellation Podcast, where we are still working our way through the script. How are you doing today, Ted? I'm good, John. I am glad to be back doing this. Um, It'll be in the future for our listeners, but we just got back after our winter break break or whatever or <laughs> unintentional winter break so here we are getting back into the script last time if you remember we left off uh with tim about to do the job for apple white this is something we have discussed on the air before but we had never really nailed down the specifics so i did take a crack at uh figuring out what we are going to actually see in apple white's world so you know this is all subject to change i'm sure but well, because uh, here's a start I mean, just to help a little bit set the scene, uh, Tim is trying to solve the first challenge given right. to him by Zoya to find a novel world. He ends up advertising his services as a world creator, which lures in James Applewhite, who's a creepy individual who wants him to build something strange. And I left it to Ted to figure out what that is. So <laughs> that's what we're going to find out today, uh, starting with uh, page 53. Does that seem like a pretty good summary of where we are? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, what he builds and also just all of the like details of the Aplonian society are super temp. But we're going to do what we can. I'm going to read the narration and Applewhite and, and some of the other smaller characters. And John is mostly going to read Tim um, and, and he'll read some of the other smaller characters as well. We'll say their names so that you can follow but mostly, along. I am Tim. Yeah. Okay, so here we go, starting with page 53. Panel 1. Apollonia's lobby is basically just the default Serengeti world. James Applewhite and Tim have appeared overlooking a wide meadow. And Tim says, I love what you've done with the place. Applewhite. Yes, well, the lobby doesn't get a lot of use. Here, how's this for a contract? Panel 2. Tim, reading it over, points with his finger. This'll work. Applewhite, there's just one thing. Panel three, Jim explains calmly, like it's no big deal. Applewhite, I'd like you to wear an elephant head while you're on our world. Off screen, Tim says, a what? Applewhite, like I said, they aren't aware that other worlds exist. Panel four, Tim seems confused by this. Uh, Shouldn't I just be invisible? That way I don't bother them at all. Applewhite, the thing is, there's a prophecy. An elephant-headed god will come to assist me in the building of our great temple. I don't want to confuse them. Panel 5, a large panel showing a panoramic view of Aplonia's main city. It's a simple wooden village with little sophistication, but it doesn't look too squalid either. People gathered along the main road. Tim, now elephant-headed, is standing on a portable stage with Applewhite, itself held aloft by six men that's being paraded down the road. The crowd cheers and waves. Uh, Tim in voiceover says, And that's how I became Taduke, the elephant-headed god of Apollonia. Crowd number one, it's him! Crowd number two, he's come to save us! Crowd number three, just like the prophecy said! All right, next page. Uh, First panel, Applewhite shows elephant-head Tim the destroyed temple. It's a massive wreck, as if someone turned a castle upside down and dropped it into a valley, causing a huge pit to form around it. 
Burned out trees and debris are everywhere. Tim says, what happened? Applewhite. It fell down. I can see that. Next panel, Applewhite and Tim stand at the mouth of a huge pit looking down. Applewhite. When it fell, it crushed thousands of my followers. They remain below, slowly regenerating. Can they not die or eject? Shh. They know not these were ever options. Less that I have assumed those rights on their behalf. Well, that's big of you. I think so. Next panel, Tim looks down at the pit. In voiceover, he says, Nothing I can do to help them now, but I can keep that from happening again. I'm a master at gravitational reasoning. And then out loud, he says, All right, so I take it you were trying to make gravity reverse within the temple, and that's why. Uh, Close on Applewhite, walking away from Tim. Applewhite, yeah, I couldn't figure out the math. Things kept falling off the edges, and then, well, you see. (laughs) Next page. A huge panel of Tim gesturing while he addresses Applewhite. The temple has risen out of the pit, supported by a beam of light from below, and injured people are floating out of the pit in bubbles. I'm issuing commands to the exec sublingually, as you asked. So far, I've suspended the broken temple, and I'm clearing out the nearby humans so no one gets hurt any worse. Next, I'll use a root growth model to evolve the exact right type of tree to provide the wood you requested. Next panel, a tree glows with otherworldly light. Next panel, the same tree has sprouted in every direction, growing wildly. Next page. First panel, Tim now sits at an organic-looking console made entirely of tree roots with a few levers and buttons made of branches and berries and an ivy-lined display. From behind, a toga-clad female follower approaches. The next bit is the confusing gravity math part. I can walk you through it if you want. Master? Applewhite, speak, my child. Close on the follower. Sorry to interrupt you in the great godhead, but the afternoon orgy is about to begin, and I was sent to ask... If you'd be joining us. Applewhite walks away with the follower, leaving Tim to his work. The Godhead has this firmly in hand, my child. I shall bless you all with my love. Another giant panel. Tim dials on his controls. In front of him, a magnificent castle is forming out of wood. Tim in voiceover says, In truth, most of his mistakes were amateur ones. Trying to build anything that big out of wood takes a lot of adjustments. It was easy for me to set up the gravitational math, the density filters, and all the other kludges needed to keep the upside-down temple aloft. Next page. Uh, First panel, Tim walks through the inner sanctum of the temple toward a large painting of Applewhite, which now hangs on the wall. Unseen by Tim, a child also runs in his direction from across the room. Uh, Tim in voiceover says, I took a stroll around to check my work and also to find a good place to hide the most important part. The child arrives and throws themselves in front of the visiting god in a kneel. Tim reacts with surprise. I was shocked when one of the local children just came out of nowhere and started worshipping me. Oh, great godhead, through, through your messenger, Applewhite, be saved forever and ever. Amen. Please, godhead, hear me, I beg you. The elephant head leans over and looks inquisitively at the wide-eyed child. I know there has to be some other place besides this. The others say there isn't, but I don't believe them. How could this be all there is? Please, great God, take me with you into heaven or hell, whatever's beyond. Please. I thought to myself, I could tell him the truth, but it would blow my whole mission. Next panel, Tim walks past the child who watches him tearfully. Next panel, Tim now completely past the child walks away, thumb in his mouth. Okay, next page. Uh, First panel... Tim reaches the portrait of Applewhite. 
his head is turned back to see in the next panel, Tim's POV, the child is gone. No one is there. In the third panel, Tim is halfway into the painting, which apparently is not solid. Panel four, Tim is in a hidden room behind the painting, which hangs backward like a curtain behind him. He holds out his hand. In the next panel, his hand touches a torch that sits in a sconce on the wall. I'll imbue the power of invisibility granted by our contract to this torch. In the next panel, Tim holds up the torch. Next panel after that, it's the same shot, only now Tim is invisible. And in voiceover this time, he says, it works. Next page, three panels long. The first panel is a long hallway elsewhere in Aplonia. Two guards stand at the door that is slightly ajar. Several other followers are either passed out or idly laying around. Uh, Guard number one, did you just open the door? No, did you? Panel two, the opposite of the door. We don't see details, but a mass of bodies writhes in the shadows. Tim is drawn in outline to show he is invisible. His face shows that whatever he's seeing disgusts him. And in voiceover, he says, I didn't get a close look at the orgy, but I didn't want to. I just want to finish the temple as soon as possible and get out of this sick backwater. Panel three, a beautiful shot of a gorgeous, impossible temple suspended in the air with waterfalls at odd angles and upside down animals and people walking around it. A short time later, the work was done. Page 60. Uh, In the first panel, Tim replaces the torch in the sconce. I left the torch in its hiding spot near the portal and prepared to take my leave. Panel two, Tim is once again visible with an elephant head. Panel three, Tim looks out over the church space through the see-through portrait. Applewhite is preaching. And lo, did not the temple appear as I predicted? It did. You are the true prophet. But some among you doubted me. Panel four, the child from before is bent over a tree stump. Applewhite holds a terrifying looking weapon aloft. Child says, I'm sorry, master. I'm sorry. Applewhite says, you know the rules. Next panel, as the child's scream resonates across the panel, Tim is in a golden elevator, pressing the button. I got in the portal the second I was done. Sound effects. Ah! Page 61, first panel, back in the Emerologia VIP lounge, which we've been to before, so we can just jump right there. Zoya and Tim sit on a large couch surrounded by grapes and chocolates. Deep archives of rows of volumes make up the background. Zoya has a look of surprise on her face. I half thought you'd given up. No, it was just a bit more challenging than I expected. Close on Tim. So now what? Can I meet the other club members? Off screen, Zoya says. Hold your horses there, partner. It's not that simple. On Zoya. This is just the first trial. There are two more. No, you gotta be kidding me. Take this address. Zoya gestures and an envelope icon floats toward Tim. Next panel, Tim touches the envelope. It glows. Where's this? Exec, can you tell me about this world? Exec says, its admin is Xiao Long Wang. Cool. Xiao Long Wang I haven't been to. Next panel, close on Tim's face, now showing some certainty. This is not an easy tip to get. I was starting to think maybe you were stringing me along, but no one has unreleased Wang worlds. Next panel, Zoya explains to a rap Tim. This is the next trial. Wang's world is a puzzle. And you must get to its center and return to me with the key phrase. Do you think you can do it? Absolutely. I love Wang's worlds. And I know all his tricks. And that is the end of today's pages. Yeah, there's 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 so much happening in these pages. Like uh, This was hard to plot out, man. It, it's uh, just two beats, but that first beat was like 
four beats in a beat. It turned yeah, out. Yeah, there's there's a lot of um, internal story happening in Apple White's world. Um, <laughs> so I think, I mean, honestly, like, yeah, this is this is rough, but like like having that laid out so we can see it all is just just super enlightening. And there's some very cool stuff. Like, let me just sort of go through here. Um, sure. So he's the lobby that's like the Serengeti. Okay, so the elephant head, yeah, that was I remember like sort of that just a being a thing that was tossed out on the um podcast. And it doesn't, um, of course, need to be that, but since we kept saying elephant head, I just went with it. Um yeah. Well, as I was reading, because he's the first thing he says, I like you to wear an elephant head while you're on our world, right? And then so, you know, then you picture the sort of classic Indian god with the elephant head. Not the I don't remember the name of that god. Uh, Ganesha, but, um, I think. Yeah. Um but uh, or I guess it's a Hindu god. Um, more correctly, I think but it's a Hindu god. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was trying to, so like later, some the way you phrase something made me repicture it not as a as a as like a man with an elephant head, but as like a literal floating elephant head that was just sort of suspended <laughs> in air. And I maybe the, I guess that wasn't intentional on your part, but that's maybe weirder. <laughs> Right? I mean, I, I was imagining a man with an elephant head, but I'm totally open to a floating elephant head. Um, so he, rather than say wear an elephant head, I guess he would say, I'd like you to appear as an elephant head in that case. Yeah, I was picturing like the size of Which, an elephant head, maybe even actually bigger, like just floating and hovering through the air. Like, sure, sure. Uh, I mean, I you know, I guess... I mean, there's I no reason why it can't be that, I guess, is sort of... I mean, if we, I think we should do the weirder one. I guess a man with an elven head is also pretty weird, but uh, so I don't know. Yeah, For whatever I reason, wasn't thinking that he would literally yeah. look like the sort of stereotypical Ganesha either. I thought he'd look like a sort of himself, like his own body, but his head would just be the head of an elephant. Um, sort of like he's wearing a helmet, except it's it's obviously you know part of him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, okay, so so the, here's the thing. Like, regardless of the specific, yeah, I think but the it dynamic could be not even that at all. It doesn't matter. Um, and I don't know if this came from the podcast that we did in the past or not, but just I very much like this dynamic that like he has to present a certain way. I mean, I think it's it's a little odd for the reason like that you have like Tim asked the obvious question, which is like, why aren't I just invisible, right? Right, I, right, right. Yeah. yeah, but what we had discussed about on the podcast, which I thought was cool, is he becomes complicit in helping this guy trick them because he's prophesied some silly thing, whatever it is, and now he's sort of making Tim appear as that while he does the work. So it doesn't look like, you know, so it doesn't look like Applewhite just hired somebody to to build the temple for him. Like he's trying to, he's got his own sort of weird... I don't know. At least that's the idea that we came up with that I Well, and it makes cool. sense, I guess, because I, I, trying to game out the alternative where, like, Tim is invisible, like, yeah, I guess, it could still I guess he'd have to have some, he'd have to have some, like, if you're Apple White, I guess you'd have to have some story about, like, how the thing was just assembling itself, but, like, or you'd have to have, like, like, you mime it while, like, you know, Tim actually right. makes the things it, happen. Right. Or he right. could gather everybody up somewhere else. You know, I could, I was thinking about some different stuff. And, and Tim could be but walking I think all around that... invisible and sort of still observe some of the stuff. But I liked him interacting with the people. No, no. I like... The thing is that I like this better. I'm yeah. just sort of like... like I, I did too, yeah. We do have to... We do have to address the thing that 
the exact thing you have the Tim character asking. But I think this is an interesting dynamic where Tim himself has to like embody something in, in the world. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the other way I guess, suppose that could happen or the explanation is if like Applewhite needs another person, right. To do this role. And I guess, I mean, he could, and maybe at this point he trusts Tim or like Tim's already there and it's like not strictly part of Tim's contract, but in a way, Applewhite has a lot of leverage over Tim. I mean, I don't know if Applewhite's ever going to realize that he has a lot of leverage over Tim, but like Tim really needs access to this bizarro thing, right? Like once, I mean, once Tim realizes how weird and interesting it is, then he really needs it. And at that point, like Applewhite has leverage to like make Tim do stupid stuff potentially. Right. Um, that would require Applewhite to be pretty aware. Um, so I don't know if we get to that place or not, but that's another way we could maybe justify Tim having to act as a strange <laughs> elephant God. Right, um, right, right. And even now in this version, he is bringing it on him like sort of late in the thing. It's not part of the initial negotiation. And Tim noticeably doesn't fight that hard against it. Right, right, right. right. But he's he's thinking, okay, whatever, I'll go along with whatever bullshit too. And we can, I guess we can have him say that if we feel we need to. So the next thing you have is like the, he's like letting some of his crushed followers suffer yeah. or while they regenerate. Well, although... They're not suffering, right? Like they're just, I mean, they're suffering with, from boredom, I guess. Uh, well, I don't know. Like actually I, like. I didn't say exactly how much pain they are feeling. Yeah. So I don't know. I, he could, he could have them on pretty low pain. Yeah. I guess actually my brain went, I think to defaults because maybe we talk a lot about defaultists, but actually there's really all Applewhite could have anything set up. Right. right? So, right. um, you know, I wonder if so, right, we there's can like a plant and, that they are in pain. Well, maybe there's a plant and payoff here, right? Where it's like they're regenerating and it isn't until later that like Tim finds out like what the pain settings are in this place. And that like, actually like, like maybe you think that they're one way and then you'd learn that they're another. Right. Um, Sure. And like, like you recontextualize like what what Tim saw earlier as like either worse, probably worse is the way to go with this story. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. Or yeah, not, or he but. could just know even in that moment that it's worse. I mean, like he could be like, well, it probably doesn't hurt though, right? And Alboy could just be like, oh no, we have pain settings at you know fifty percent here because otherwise you can't discipline the followers or something and he could just yeah well then that raises like, these questions about like you know it's like apple what yeah is he like owning his weirdness how much like you know um, well like we can push it further again i, I or is I guess, he hiding yeah. it is he like bad is he like is he like oh you don't need to see this right like like oh i see i see is he uh yeah i don't know because he's been there in charge for so long he might be yeah he might be trying to hide it from them or he might be more like fuck it <laughs> Like, I don't care. This is how I run my shit. Um, like, he might believe his own stuff. Yeah, I wonder, because, like... Yeah. And, I, I mean, the, the, this goes to the earlier scene that I wrote, too, where it's, like, they're negotiating. It's, like, what what is Applewhite's perception of how his actions would be perceived, right? Like, is it is right. it clear to Applewhite right. that if anyone knew what he was doing, they'd think he was, like, a horrible person 
Well, uh, it actually, or does he, does he not even care aware about of that. that? Or is he just think like he really only cares? Well, does about... he know and does he care? Is almost two separate questions, right? Because right? he right. could know everyone will think this is horrible, but also I don't, I don't give, a, I don't care at all, right? Right. What people think of me? Um, or he could cause... maybe think that people just think he's kind of peculiar because obviously he doesn't do what they do, but maybe he doesn't quite realize that he's so outside the norm. Yeah, so anyways, this is pretty, if these people are just, like, slowly, uh, like, suffering under this, like, crushed castle that is quite dark, right? So, like, interesting, yeah, like, I like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I also, like, yeah, yeah, it does raise a lot of questions about, like, what Appleway knows about what he's doing and what, how Tim takes it and everything. Um, and also, yeah, just those details about, like, how much pain are, that does seem like an important question, right? Like, how much pain are these characters feeling off screen? um sure which is not it's not it could go either way the way you've written it i think right right yeah um, I, I, I didn't make that choice um so then you have like like the exec is actually talked about which is which is cool we're trying that on like and, and you've got him actually talking to the exec um, yeah i guess i just did that i don't know yeah i don't know if that stays obviously there's different ways I mean, I tried that thing about him saying he was doing sublingual commands just because I thought Applewhite would have not wanted him addressing the exec directly. Um, but uh, yeah, we I don't know. We still haven't decided exactly how we're going to handle that. So that's just how I tried it for, for this one. Yeah. So like, yeah, because if, if the story, and I guess this goes to the whole thing of like why Tim has to do this. If like Applewhite has really sold them on, I mean, how did you phrase it? Like if he's really sold them on the idea that the, not just there's going to be an elephant god, but the elephant god is going to build it for them, right? Um, and like they, like they need to be able to observe like the elephant doing the building, right? So like Tim's like really got to be in front of them when he's doing his work then like yeah, the sublingual stuff becomes like necessary um, right 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 which we don't necessarily have to do but yeah that was the that's that's what i was imagining because i like the idea of him being complicit in them continuing to believe in this guy i think there was something fun about that so although tim can't be watched the whole time right because he's got to like do some shenanigans with the torch or well, else but that happens inside the temple after it's constructed. So it's not like he would, I was thinking like, that's true. You have it like after he's sort of, so finished. he's building okay. it and I'm assuming they're sort of watching from afar and then he goes inside it and he's like, uh, you know, inspecting it and some child has snuck in there. But the, I thought the idea was like, there's not anybody supposed to be in there yet. Um, we could say that explicitly if we thought we needed to. So we had so okay. So the torch is like a hidden artifact that grants invisibility, right? Right. And that's, okay, we so, don't have to do it that way, but that was my idea of how to simply explain that the club will be able to visit it because they'll you know come into the secret portal and then grab the torch and then they can be invisible there. Now they also there also has to be the secret portal, right? Like I don't know, like you said it was near the portal, right? But like is the I guess the portal itself is it also behind the the painting? Yeah, I just thought the portal itself was also behind the painting uh in that same hidden room and it looks like an elevator or something. Um again, you know, it doesn't have to. It's just what I went with for simplicity. Um 
and yeah, I used the word portal because you had used it in the previous page. Um, not married to it. I just thought that was a No, we've been using portal pretty, I mean, I guess entrance or exit, right? But we've been using portal, I think. All just it, just, our, it just all yeah. sounded, seemed simple and clear. So I just went with it. Uh, yeah, but like, you know, it's fine. It, yeah. It's, but like I, but on this like sequence, right? Like, like I guess it's page fifty-eight is like a mm-hmm. mostly wordless sequence. Yeah, where he like he goes, to, he like you see like where his hidden area is, which is like behind the painting. Yeah. So he's like stashed a hidden room, and then there's like a torch that gives you visibility. Yeah. But like we don't see the portal in and out of the world, right? In there. Right. So I mean, we could we could make sure that one of those shots clearly shows it. Um. But I was thinking it is in that hidden room. I don't know if it's seen in that moment. But yeah, we could definitely put it in there. Also, those pages don't have voiceover right now, but they could. Um, those panels on on fifty eight, I could. We could have voiceover that explains what's going on here, and that's not necessarily a bad idea. I just got didn't, it. Didn't try it. Uh, but well, so I so I really like this. Like I think I think the clarity is great, and I'm just like sort of expanding on it in my head to be like sure. Like you also, we just, we just need to add that bit about like, you also can enter the world here and you just sort of like enter it into this like secret room where you can also conveniently pull a torch off the wall. Um, right. And if, and if, uh, Applewhite finds this room later, he won't be suspicious because he knows I'm building a portal and he won't be suspicious of a torch. Like it just looks like a light. It doesn't look like, you know, well, does Applewhite know? He's building a portal. Well, writers, the portals. I thought because I thought the portal was secret as well. The like portal rights were like, again, this is from your page, so I, I don't know exactly what you meant by this, but it was like you said it wasn't. It was easy to negotiate the portal rights or something. So it's like he 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 negotiated those with Applewhite. So on some level, he expects Applewhite knows, but I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. It may be that he actually just got one over on. On Applewhite. Right, because there could be other re- like Applewhite might not understand that there could, there could be other reasons that you would need portal rights on a job. Like I need to be able to like create a portal anywhere and immediately be able to, you know, go back to reference my libraries. Right, on, right, right. But we don't explain that at this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or whatever other reason and like, you know, but it's but Applewhite doesn't know that he's gonna be putting in a back door, right? I mean necessarily like right, well, I, he, right i mean maybe applewhite is is slick enough i mean we can we can alter their negotiation slightly if you want to make it this maybe applewhite is slick enough that he knows uh that it's possible with these rights for him to build a backdoor into his world and he's very concerned that he not do that um and and uh tim says oh no no i wouldn't i wouldn't do that um and then, you know, in his voiceover, he says, or at least not without, you know, providing cover for the people who are coming in since they don't want to be found by you any more than you want to find them kind of thing. Right. So, you know, we could kind of we could let the audience know if we want to that that that's that he's getting one over on him there. Yeah. Gosh, uh, it's just so, yeah, there's just so much going on in the scene. Yeah. Because it's like this sequence it's just very like dense it was dense. um it it's was. like the opposite of like tim's family scene uh which had like no plot uh at, at all to it but this is like like there's so, so much plot here right because he's like 
and there's so much like to like what does Tim know? What does Applewhite know? Um, there's and, a like, lot of trickery. What do we know about their world? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's just a lot of layers here. But I mean, I think yeah, this is like a this is yeah, this is really good to have this. This is very I like what you've done here. Like it's really like it's made that clear to me too. Like how complex actually this sequence is and then with the because like the next beat is right like is also we're trying to sell the idea that this is a little bit messed up and that tim could maybe do something about it but but isn't right right um, right it's one of these moral so that's like that a whole extra layer right mm-hmm. um right and this is supposed to be sort of the mildest of those so it wasn't supposed to be like the worst possible thing happening but you know there's some there's some torture or something this one reads is pretty bad. Like, well, uh, he like beheads a child, maybe or something. Well, because there's there's three beats, right? Like, <laughs> you've really maybe laid I it on. It. I, I feel know. like you've really laid it on thick, right? Like first, I was like there's to go like easy. <laughs> I mean, it depends on the on the. Like I said earlier, it depends on the pain setting. But you've got the uh, like you know the you just the crushed ca- people casually observing the crushed people. You know that might be an excruciating pain. For yeah, I was thinking they were. So yeah, the regeneration. It takes right yep. so like tim mm-hmm. tim yeah. like we that's like our you know our appetizer that's appetizer that's like okay well we regret that this happened but there's nothing we can really do about it and now. i guess like the main the, the middle one isn't so bad but it is like literally like a child running up to him like pleading with him well he just chooses not to help the child which isn't like it doesn't seem that bad but then at the end <laughs> that same child is punished for having uh, right. Well, and then that's the third thing. The third thing is that as I didn't realize actually, like that's why the child. I guess I should have figured that out. Like, because like he said, someone doubts you. I think it was just like trying to. Yeah. Read well, and you'll just know when you're reading yeah. the book because the face of the child will be the same. But like, uh, yeah, he's like hearing the screams of the same child <laughs> as he's leaving. So he's like, oh, maybe I made the wrong choice there. Kind of as he's walking out the door. But it's a little late now. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I mean, I think those are all, those are all good ideas. If they're too um, much, we can tone it down. I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was going easy on them. Um, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta like imagine it with the pictures and stuff. Um, and like how it, how it plays. I don't know. It's just like, it's tricky here to sort of like position, position Tim correctly. Cause we don't want to like, yeah, we don't want to make him too too cold-blooded too fast right or or you know or do we like i mean i mean he shouldn't be cold-blooded i think he should be feeling stuff about what's going on i think he just he's making selfish choices but i don't think he's psychopathic at all and i think if anything he's he's he we want to see that he knows this is wrong and he'd like to do something about it but there's this other overarching goal that he has that's just too powerful and he's he's rational enough to override it. He's still going to feel bad about it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think like it's just tough to do that with all this because like that you inner know, conflict is the only one who should maybe come off really bad and should really just turn out to be like a real creepo or something. Um, and I tried to make that like happen while keeping it fairly. You know what? Maybe maybe where I'm coming to after having read your pages and yeah. just thinking about what's here is just like this sequence just maybe needs to be longer. Like, like I think oh, there's yeah. stuff it in our, it could be expanded. I think there's stuff in our, in our early pages that are certainly too long and uh-huh. with definitely with the addition of voiceover could be made better and more efficient. Uh-huh. 
But this is a place where I'm like, this maybe this should be expanded because if we really want to like convey, um, the sort of well, I mean, depend again. I guess like a, the art could be doing a lot of job on these pages, right? Where like you can tell in Tim's face, like where he's like internally conflicted, right? Like a good artist can really you know help sell that. But like to really sure. feel like the internal conflict while also grasping this new world, like just literally what it is, this place that Appleway has promised and like grasping the humor of like this crazy cult leader and this thing he's promised. And the fact that like Tim has to play a weird bit part in this like insane ritual, um, like grasping all of that, you know? Yeah. Um, it just, I don't know. It just seems like maybe this would benefit from a few more pages. I'm, I'm wondering, um, Sort of an idle thought at this point, right? But uh, that—that's uh, I don't know if that seems right to you or not. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think in in general, I've been trying to do things in the most compressed way possible to kind of see where that limit is, and I think this could be expanded. Yeah. Um, um but it's exciting. I don't. I don't know. I like that. I like this. That's I think why I want to see more because <laughs> it just seems good. like some of this stuff could breathe more. Um. Yeah, that's good. The uh, and then the last page is just sort of like this in-between thing which yeah this is a tough scene right like this just sort of like gets us to the next um the one where like tim talks to zoya and like he gets the next challenge right so i mean this is a scene that we need uh because it's important information i decided to try to do it in a single page because i don't find it to be that interesting of a scene but i don't really see how we kind of get rid of it so i think we probably need it so it's it's you know we could do more we could have them play more mind games with each other we could draw it out there might be a way to do that in a way that's actually interesting if we really think about where zoya is coming from at the moment we might be able to come up with some like interesting subtext for her but uh i skipped all that and just tried to do like what's the expositional version of it because i kind of think let's just get on to the next level and you know yeah yeah i'm happy with what with the job it's doing now um i think longer term the question to ask with this scene is like what uh tim you know how tim feels about being given a second task so because I think we've talked at various times, like right. maybe Tim knows that this is a common cult thing or club thing or Altoff thing. I should use the proper name. Right. Like, like that part of all joining Altoff is doing three trials and like, you know, Tim's kind of heard that, in which case he'd be like kind of expecting this. Uh, or, you know, is he totally blindsided by this? Or does he think like Zoya's trying to trick him? Or does he like, which she kind of is, but like, does he like even slightly you know, seem to like sense that, you know, even though we know his character is not going to ultimately pick up on it until too late, but like, does he get, is he like skeezed out a little bit by how this is playing out, you know? Um, right, right. And I didn't make a big meal out of any of that, but that is kind of in here in a really, really like kind of, so you yeah, know. you went more the second way, right? Like where, cause like there's a version where he's like, yeah, yeah, I, I knew this was coming, you know? It's right, like, right. You know, and then we go that. right back into the voiceover and like, this is literally a nothing scene because um, it's basically just like Tim, you know, acknowledging that this is sort of what he expected all along. We maybe like Right, I mean, I think it that, is yeah. just useful for us to do some exposition with Wang and just with like 
you know, the fact that he is the creator of this world and that that's a person that Tim knows. True. But could that voiceover could about Wang could hang over like yeah, Tim could, entering the world, could you know, hang over it. that's true. I mean, it could. It, yeah. So there's a way to compress that. So it's possible we can compress this down or there's a way we could expand it out where he's much more upset about there being more trials. Uh, I also went ahead and had her say uh, that there are two more. I could have her just say there's another one. Uh, which is something we talked about, and then have her spring yet another one on him. But I, f- I was afraid that was going to feel repetitive. So, to me, it made more sense to have her come clean about there being two here. I don't think we need to worry about that though, right? Because like the way the next one works involves like meeting Saba and going out to to dinner and like being regaled with like tales of the. The, the of all toffs founding you know so like oh uh, yeah i know yeah i i but i think i think all of that means that like you know we we don't even need to like address the like is it one more or two more thing like i would just say like she can just say it's one more because i don't think that's a i don't think that's a beat we're even gonna have to cover the way it, the, it plays out like well anyway that's not how i played it here and i it, it, i'm i'm open to that i i felt weird for her to say this is the first one. There's one more, but she could, she could say that. I mean, that is within the realm of possibility. And then she'll just have to, it'll just have to get sprung on him again later. And, you know, we'll just have to watch it so that it doesn't feel the same. Um, Yeah. Or she could not use numbers. She'd be like, well, they've, you know, they liked your, this and this thing about your, your your tip that you found right they thought that was pretty cool and that that showed that you have this trait but like but they need to know now do you have this other trait right right it depends how we get into it is basically i think what you're saying which like right now he's basically saying you know okay i did the thing so what happens next that that mill that that really forces us into a conversation where she's telling him like what he's gonna have to do but if he doesn't ask that question, if he if she offers some information or if he asks a different question, then he could just be told, okay, well, so that was, um, they're really impressed. Now they want to see, you know, if you can do this other thing. And then again, you know, he can respond to that by saying, you know, oh no, or he can respond to that by uh, having a voiceover line where he says, I'd known that there would, I'd always known there'd be three or whatever. I mean, there was, it was well rumored there was three. Yeah. Now if he's negative about it, I mean, since we know that eventually the next, what happens like the next time we hit a similar beat is that he gets introduced to a a member of Altoff, right? Um, We could set that up, right? Like he could be asked, I think we may have talked about this on the podcast at some point. Like he could be like saying like, well, when am I going to meet? Right. Well, that's actually what I have him doing now. So he's saying, so now what? Can I meet the other club members? I guess the order is, I guess, what tripped me up here. Because he, he says that before. He says that like, oh, I'm done now. Right. As opposed to like, she says there's another trial. And then he's like, well, OK, if I'm going to keep doing trials like for these people, like when am I going to see these people that I'm that I'm producing stuff for? Right. Like like there's a there's a sequencing thing where. He's asking that as more of an escalation. Do you know what I mean? Right, um, right, right. I guess I was just trying to get the idea in your head that that was something he was looking forward to. And then the next one comes up and he's like, I don't want to do another trial. And she's like, I'll let you meet somebody from the club. And then he's like, oh, okay. you know. But yeah, it could be, I mean, whether it's draw, driven by him or whether it's 
driven by her. I think it works either way. So I think I think maybe we want it to feel. I'm I'm just like sort of talking off the top of my head here, but maybe we want to feel like these scenes are very much driven by Tim. Like he's cornering her and pressuring her because, of course, the reality is the opposite, right? Right? right. He's being tricked, right? But uh, like it just makes that's just contrast for a twist later, right? And it and in in the moment it makes Tim seem like a more dynamic character, right? Yeah, I, I buy that. But that's but but that's you know that's tough to yeah. Well, so we can think about that when we you know go th- through the the rewrite. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I think this is just like a way of this is just a way of laying it out and seeing what we have, and we don't necessarily need all this. I think we could probably eliminate this if we want to or or cut it down to something that's not a whole page if we want to and you felt good having the having the access to the voiceover i mean you said that at the beginning but uh yeah i mean i just decided to try it the way that you had last time and it made things smooth i thought um it was pretty clear to me how to use it and i wasn't constraining it very carefully but i had the vague sense that eventually at the end of this trial, he is going to go to Zoya and tell Zoya that he completed the trial. So that gave me a little bit of motivation to put in my head of like, you know, he, he may not be literally telling her exact, you know, that mean, but I just tried to have him say things that were roughly like what he might have told her. Well, and we're getting, we're getting a little bit of extra like info here. Like, like even just the first thing you have, like that's how I became to Duque, the elephant-headed god of Apollonia, just conveys like his awareness of this being ridiculous, right? Uh, yeah, which we wouldn't necessarily otherwise get. So, yeah. and that um, was just a yeah. Funny, I think I don't know why I wrote to Duque or whatever. It just I don't know. Like yeah, it's just it's a silly, it's a silly situation that he finds himself in. But then it just gets more and more sad, and he's just like committed to it. Now the next one you have like nothing I can do to help them now. I think I think I just like read that as kind of like cold, but I mean maybe that was meant to be a little more sincere. Like like there's just something about that line like <laughs> nothing I can do to help them now. Well, he's letting himself <laughs> you know? off the hook kind of easily, right? Which is maybe a character flaw, but I I don't know. I mean again, I'm not yeah, that was the thought there, I think. But I guess like when you think that, like, right, like you, you, I mean, that can be like sort of like a, a like a, you know, a calculation that you'd rather not be true, but like it just is anyways. Right. So it's like, there's something about, right. Well, he could be saying, I wish there was something to do to help them, but I just don't see how I can, you know, I mean, that would make it like, I want to say like the delivery of that line would be important if it was like acted, but I don't know since we can't. You know, well, because no it's writing, I think the, acting these. the expression on his face will probably be it's more. It's gonna have to be that, more, yeah. More of the sort of thing that makes you. Yeah, yeah, but that all, yeah, that always makes me. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, like, yeah, I, but these are good conversations, and I think the voiceover is is like helping get into Tim's mind and both of these examples. So it's good. Um, and yeah, and the fact that it, it, something could hinge on an expression is probably good visual storytelling. So, um. That's cool. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about these these pages, and I guess I got my work cut out for me next. That's right. Should we should we assign the next couple of beats? What what is what is coming up? It's the next uh, trial. Yeah, so you've got us going into the second trial. 
um, going into the the world, uh, Wang's designed world, which we've labeled Pompeii. So I have to do Tim solving a giant puzzle world. Which actually, we came up with some good stuff for this, if I recall. I mean, I, I mean, think we actually know, have so. some stuff for this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then, and then he meets Zoya and Saba appears. That's probably all you'll do, get to do, right? Right, which is sort of a scene we were just sort of alluding to. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the like restaurant scene, which I, you know, that's another thing where like twenty. I don't know if you're looking at the. Uh, there, we've got two beats here where like Saba appears as a character, which is meant to be a bit of a cliffhanger which then goes into an interstitial, which then like comes back from the interstitial where like, you know, they're like in the middle of dinner right. with Saba, right? right? Um, so it's kind of like the same scene cut in half. I don't know. I could see going past the interstitial maybe. Okay. Well, yeah, um, if you get into B25, um, that'd be great. Just see see how long it takes you. Cool. All right. Well, that's uh, another episode of Constellation. Um, we're almost... Uh, <laughs> We're in the trials now, I guess. We finished We're very one. close to 50% of the way trial. through the script, I think. And uh, we'll be, yeah, we'll have the third trial. And then, of course, we have um, Zoya's sort of ending, which is itself a, a trial-sized or slightly larger. Yeah, it feels like there's uh, a lot chunk. left. But I think... Yeah, but we've done we've gotten oh, well, some hard heavy lifting out of the way. I think. Well, we're starting to get a a, a a sense of pace. I think I don't know. I mean, it's so hard to tell when you're in the middle of something. Anyway, thank you so much for sticking with us on this journey, and we will continue to push these things out with you guys. And uh, we love to hear from you. So let us know what you think of what you've heard so far. Thanks for listening. See you next episode. This has been. Constellation, Making the Graphic Novel. Our theme song is Pomona by Audios. To subscribe to this podcast, look us up on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher application. You can find us on Twitter or on the web at constellationpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.